It's Divas That Care Radio, stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Banning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for a very special show today, as I have with me my monthly returning diva, Deb Matlock. And her and I are going to chat about multi-species communication. Oh my, is this going to be a fantastic show. Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. Hello, everybody. I am Deb Matlock, coming to you from Colorado in the United States. As we are recording this, it's a beautiful spring. We've had a very wet spring. It's very lush and moist here, which is unusual. And I'm just really looking forward to chatting about this topic with you today, Joyce. Oh, oh, Deb, so am I. I am just so excited about it because it is just something that touches my heart is how we can all have the ability to communicate with with everything around us, the multi-species, and that is just that is just incredible. I just love that. And if I remember correctly, you have attended a hypnosis about multi-species communication just in the last month's time since we chatted the last time? Yes, actually, um, I'm currently conducting um, my doctoral research on integrating the, the more-than-human voice into nature connection work, and I was invited to present on that research at the multi-species um, intuitive, interspecies intuitive communication symposium through the University of Saskatchewan in May of, of 2023, just a month ago. And it was a really beautiful experience. There are people from multiple countries, multiple cultures, multiple um, inlet, inlets, I should say, into this. Some people were, were animal communication practitioners. Some people were researchers. Some people were just interested folks who, who have a, an affinity towards this topic. Um, you know, there were educators, counselors, I believe. There were some of, you know, it was just a really interesting um, bringing together of folks who are interested in the idea of interspecies communication and the the very natural and organic interfacing between humans and other beings on this planet. And so it was it was a series of really fun and exciting conversations with a lot of interesting takeaways, which I'm excited to to chat more about here. Oh wow. Oh that sounds fantastic. What an what an opportunity to be able to speak there and then the opportunity to meet all of the others from around the world that are like minded and hear hear their thoughts and how they are thinking about these of the interspecies communicating with one another. Oh, that is just beautiful. Oh, Deb, I am I am more excited yet to hear <laughs> little bits and pieces and golden nuggets from what you learned at the symposium. 
So I'll just let you kind of start where you would like to start, and we will just start chatting. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you know, one of the first things that really struck me about the gathering was, was as I just mentioned, there were so many people from so many different walks of life, different professions, different cultures, different countries, different ages. Um, you know, it, what, what really hit me hard was that there are there are so many ways that people engage with this kind of of communication, and there really isn't there really isn't one way to define it. And that's something that I've also found in my own research, which is is you know if you Google, for example, animal communication, you know ninety percent of what's going to pop up is going to be telepathic focused work, which is great. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's, it's actually certainly a very valid way that people do it, but it, it's not the only way. And I think what's really exciting to me about about looking at the idea of interspecies communication is that when we think of what communication means to each of us just between humans, for example, I mean, let's start there. You know, communication mm-hmm. certainly is what we say and our words, like you and I are communicating right now in our conversation, but there's so much more to communication than that. You know, it's, it's how we feel energetically. It's what we observe from each other. It's sometimes it's just what we we intuitively sense about something. You know, we, we see somebody and, and we just sort of feel like, oh, they're there. They're having a bad day today. Something's really bothering them. And they may be smiling and they may be saying that they're feeling great, but you can feel underneath it something, a different level of communication. And I think when we think about interspecies communication, a really important starting point for the conversation is that nobody holds the... Um, the the be all end all for how to do this, you know, and there's as many ways to do this as there are interactions and communications between species, and and I think that it's really important to share that first that it's it's something that I think we're all doing, literally, all of us are doing in one way or another, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, you know, that's that's the part that's exciting to me is, is how do we become more conscious, you know, maybe we want to learn different ways from different people of how they might do it. But, you know, it's it's such a personal relationship with the with the world around us that I think we, we just need to, I like to start out with saying, you know, everybody's empowered because everybody does this in their own way on some level. It's it's. I think it's, I actually think it's impossible to live on this earth and not do it in some way. Yes. Oh, I so agree with you. And I love how you said everyone communicates in a different way because there's there's no one set way how it has to be. It can be done in so many different ways, like you said, through words, through a feeling, through observing, through your intuition, just different ways of of communicating with others. And what came to my mind when you were talking about that was how my horses communicate with one another. Sometimes they'll just stand beside each other just, quietly and just stand together next time they're nuzzling one another or they may whinny to one another there they have different ways too that they communicate with each other and i think about the birds how they're singing and communicating with one another i had three different birds the other day that were trying to catch a bug and they were all one of them was doing it and the other two were just standing there just on the ground watching it, like observing how they were doing it. And I'm like, it just brought to my mind all the different ways that the animals communicate with each other too. So those were some thoughts that came through my mind as you were talking. 
Well, and those are perfect examples because you know we are we are part of that world, right? Of 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 mm-hmm. ecological beings on the earth, you know, um, mammals. You know, we're we're in it, and we can. That's a perfect end to the conversation of of communicating across species lines. And I, I think about like even just this, you know getting ready for this call. Um, I'll confess to, to you and all your listeners that I do this in my closet because it's the quiet, quietest place in my house. You know, I'm surrounded by clothes, so it absorbs sound, and I have three dogs, and, and you know, Murphy's Law is that there's going to be something to bark at while we're trying to record this, right? So I do this in a, in a sequestered chamber. And my dogs know that. When I, do, when I do things like this, I go in the closet, and I, I get a few things ready. I get my headset and my phone, and I have uh, some water, and before I knew it, all three of my dogs were walking towards the closet, even before I got here. You know, I didn't tell them I was doing that. I wasn't telepathically sending them any messages. They're just, they observe my behavior and they know what it means. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's one of the ways I think that, that we can all easily access this for ourselves is how much of behavior do we observe, just like what you described with your, you know, the birds and um, your horses, you know, that, our animals know what we're doing and we know what they're doing. You know, like I, I can tell my dog can be laying down on the patio and the way her ear twitches tells me that she's cueing into a squirrel someplace and up a tree. Mm-hmm. And I'll start looking around and sure enough, there's a squirrel up the tree that I hadn't even noticed. But it's, you know, so that observational communication is is just as valid as anything else. And I think it's a really great place to start to focus if this is something new to us. Because it's something that's it's more tangible. It's one of the more tangible ways to to communicate across species lines. Yes. Oh, I agree. Because you can observe so much by just being in that present moment and watching them animals and listening, listening to like the birds sing and what the horses are doing. And I mean, I can always tell if the horses are seeing something before I even see it or hearing something because their ears are perked up and they're looking around like, okay, what is that? Or it is just so obvious when you when you start to observe how they react to things. And it it is a beautiful experience to just it's to me it's being in that present moment. So you catch those moments and you can you can feel and tell what what they're trying to say. And I just, I love that. I love being in the present moment and just observing what is happening even around you. And that is that is even what my horses said this morning when I said we were going to do this talk about multi-species communication. They said, just just be, be in the moment, be in the nature, be present, be observing what's happening. So they're, they're the same way. I mean, that's what's so incredible that... Uh, they're they're observing too all the time. Yeah, and and I think that the idea of present moment is a really important one, and I know that came up quite a lot in the symposium. Was you know people talking about you know grounding ourselves, being being in the moment, mm-hmm. being um, you know trying to minimize other distractions. You know, in moments where people were were trying to consciously engage in communication with another species or species. Uh, and I know from my own experience that that is a really key uh, part as well is, is just, you know, how do I, how do I focus in and, and let myself be there? You know, just like any good conversation with another human, you know, if we're sitting at a, a coffee shop having tea with a friend and we're, we're looking around and looking at our phone and looking at our watch and doing all these things, you know, how present are we really 
to that conversation, whether it's a verbal conversation or our friend is, is showing us body signals that tell us, you know, all the pieces of that of inputting conversation and connection. And so I think that, that that's one of the things, you know, when I when I teach about this this topic of interspecies communication, um, I, I teach it from the idea that people, we all need to find our own unique way of doing it. You know, there's not going to be, in my mind anyways, there's not a one-on-one, like here are the steps that have to be, you know, um, for everybody. But one of the, but there are some universal kind of across the board, and one of them is how do we ground ourselves and slow our rhythms down a little bit and and move more into that present moment. You know, it doesn't have to always be that way. I've certainly seen um, interspecies communication work, you know, in the middle of emergencies and situations where, you know, I guess it's a different kind of present moment, but it certainly isn't non-distracted. You know, but I think when, when, I, when I know for myself if I really want to dig in and just be there, that, that settling into the present is a really important part of it. Oh, oh, I so agree with you because when you're in that present moment and your mind, we let our busy minds keep us out of the present moment is how I look at it a lot of times because we're so busy thinking of what we have to do next and what our agenda is that the present moment just slips by us and we miss those beautiful moments that we could be observing nature and the animals around us and what the earth mother earth is even doing i mean when you're so wrapped up in your own agenda your your mind is taking over from your intuition and from what your heart is wanting you to see and observe is how i feel oh that's a beautiful way to put it yeah and then we miss you know we miss the the conversation points you know humans (laughs) or or more than human you know i've certainly been in situations with people where i was distracted and and didn't even realize somebody was talking to me, <laughs> you know, in mm-hmm. in human words, in English language that I could easily understand without having to try to do anything, um, you know, besides just listen. And yet I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I totally missed what you just said. You know, I was someplace else. And right. um, yeah, I, exactly. And I, I think uh, I think that's a place where our, especially our companion animals, can be such beautiful teachers for us because if we're aware of mm-hmm. them they're going to pull us into the present moment all the time. You know, they're going to be communicating with us all the time. I'm ready to go out. I want to do this. I want to, I want to go play. I want, to, I want you to get off your computer, human. I don't know what that is, but you need to get off of it because you're sitting there for too long, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're, they're there communicating with us all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, I agree with you fully. And they sometimes, like you said, they will tell you it's time to get off the computer. You 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 need a break. You need to get away. I feel they know us better than we do because we get so wrapped up in what we're doing. And they're living in that moment, and they're they're taking care of us. They're looking after us, and they're going, okay, it's time for a break. If nothing else, I'm gonna. If it's a dog, I'm gonna bark. I need to go outside. Or if it's a cat, they're probably gonna come crawl in your lap. Or the horses are going to nudge you if you're out there with them and not paying the attention. So they they're always they know some I feel my animals a lot of times know better than I do what I'm needing to do. And if I listen to them, it's just a beautiful experience and it helps ground me, it helps me feel better and helps me deal with everything else that we have to do in this human world. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. And you know what what strikes me as we're talking is that, you know, I I kind of suspect that we're the only species that questions the possibility of interspecies mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the only ones that that are going to sit there and, and go, oh, I didn't really just have that experience, or oh, it's not really possible, mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, a lot of us have heard a lot of messages, you know, whether they're from the post-industrial westernized culture you know, that basically decided to take, you know, animals and the natural world and and devalue them to the status of resources for humans only without any other meaning, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't mean that we, of course, don't have a constant give and take with the world around us. I mean, we're always eating and drinking and, you know, it's a give it back all the time. And then when we die, ultimately, the the world's going to eat us in one way or the other. I mean, not to get graphic here but you know there's a beautiful and intimate dance of, of life and death all the time that that can happen with also a reverence and respect for the fact that we we are all beings here together and we can communicate and i think that you know people hear that message and then it it, it also serves to sometimes make our lives easier because we don't have to reflect on on all of our actions but it also can help us you know, devalue our, our very natural experiences of interspecies communication by saying, oh, well, that's not possible because a bird isn't going to feel that way or, or, you know, there's no way a tree could possibly, you know, or or like you were talking about your horses, you know, how many people, their horses are not beings that they would be willing to talk with and to connect with that way. You know, so where are we getting those messages, family, culture, you know, societal messages, I think a lot of times we have to work through that to be open to this. And I wonder if we're the only species that's doing ourselves that disfavor. You know, is everybody else like, well, of course we can talk, you know? Oh, I I agree with you totally because, yeah, I feel that same way. We, the humans are the species that so many of them do not experience that beautiful experience that you can have with communicating with Mother Earth, with nature, the birds, the trees, the animals, all of it. And it it is so beautiful where I feel that the animals, it just comes natural. They don't even think about it. They don't, they just communicate with one another and across every way and even in with the nature and everything that's happening it's it's like the cattle i can always tell if there's if there is rain coming or something they'll start to hit for the trees so to me they're tuned in to what is happening around their surroundings and they're communicating with it is kind of how i look at it and they know when there's predators around maybe for their baby calves they're around their calves and protecting them and or even if it isn't a predator but they feel it might be so to me they're always communicating with the world around them and with each other so i i totally agree with you humans are the ones that uh it's like you said we we kind of have to open open ourselves up to it that yes, you can do this, and each one of us can, is the way I feel. It's not just specific people that can do it. I feel we all have that ability inside of us to be able to communicate with the animals and with the interspecies communication. Oh, yes, and and you know, when I think about it, you know, from a, 
like a biological standpoint, it, it's the only mm-hmm. thing that makes sense that species mm-hmm. could could interact and communicate across species lines. I mean, you think about the multitude of beings on this earth, from every tiny little insect that we haven't even identified in human terms yet, you know, we have no name, to to mammals that are, are quite large and that have, have been on the earth and aren't anymore, or that are here now but that are... Um, you know, they're much larger than the tiniest insect, you know, blue whales and elephants. And, you yeah. know, and I think it it only makes sense for us all to coexist, that there are certain ways, certain ways that we can interact and communicate with each other. It, it's the only thing that, that would make it work because we're all mm-hmm. living here as one big family, as one big community, you know, and it, it's like, well, of course this works, you know, and I think, you know, back to the point about how we're the only ones that probably question it. I think about my cat. One of my cats will, when he wants something, he'll follow me around and just meow at me. Mm-hmm. And I look at him and he sit, he'll sit down and look at me like, did you hear what I said? And, and I'm pretty sure that there's nothing inside of him questioning whether or not I'm understanding what he's saying. He's probably mm-hmm. more just like, why is she not doing what I'm telling her to do? You know, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out what is it you're trying to tell me. You know, he doesn't stop himself. He's like, I ain't going to communicate with her. I'm going to go do that right now. I need to I need to get her attention. And and I love what you said. You know, everybody can do this. And I think one of the things that I've noticed, not only in my work to date, but also it came up in discussions during the, the symposium uh, last month, was, was there's for a lot of people there's a yearning for this mm-hmm. and also a a – a belief that people have that they can't do it or they can't do it the right way or they can't do it the way that they've seen somebody else do it or whatever it is. And, you know, or or I've also seen people feeling like they shouldn't be doing it because they're not in a certain culture, you know. And certainly there are, are cultures that live more closely to the land than others, you know. And I, and I think we can we can also honor the very natural human way of interacting with other species without culturally appropriating ceremonies and rituals around that. I think that's where the difference is. It's not about that, you know, somebody shouldn't try to do this because they aren't from a certain culture. It's more about what are our unique ways of doing it that honor our own experiences, and therefore we don't need to take anybody else's ceremonies or or rituals, um, because why would we when we have our own connection? And so that's where I get really excited about it is, is how do we all find our own connection? How do we all develop mm-hmm. the skills that we have, expand our skill sets? And I think the very first step of that is letting ourselves be open to the possibility of it. Oh, yes. I totally agree with you. I love how you said that, finding our own connection and being open to find that connection. That's That's the key is you have to open up your heart that yes, I can do this, and shut your mind down, saying that no, I need to, I need to do it this way, or no, I I can't do this. Only certain people can do it. No, just let your heart open up and find your own way of connecting with the earth and the animals and everything around you, because we are all intertwined together. We're all in this web of life together. I've said many times, we're all under the same sky. We all breathe the same air. So it's just opening up your heart is how I feel to find your own way of connecting with the inner species and being able to communicate with them on such. It's such a rewarding feeling inside of you 
when you communicate like that is for me it is personally i just it just totally gives me that energy and that that feeling that oh my we are all so connected together and i just i love that yeah and i think you know like the openness is also what allows us to notice all the different ways that the world mm-hmm. around us is trying to communicate with us you know and then you know, catching ourselves in that moment and saying, huh, I think I just had a, you know, an interaction with this tree. And instead of immediately saying, oh, well, there's no way a tree just talked to me, you know, instead mm-hmm. of doing that, maybe saying, well, that's interesting. Maybe that's what just happened. Maybe I'm yeah. just going to, I'm just going to assume that maybe that's what just happened here. And I'm just going to move forward from that place. And then just, I'm going to keep talking with this tree. I'm going to start visiting this tree. I'm going to just let this experience start to roll and let it let it unfold in in whatever way it's it's wanting to you know because i think that that's to me that's part of the reciprocal respect of all this is is um you know allowing that when we when we sense hear feel think whatever our process is that we might be receiving any kind of communication or, or connection to say to honor that for a moment and it, even if it feels silly in the moment to turn to the tree and say thank you i really appreciate that i i'm excited to mm-hmm. chat with you you know, nobody has to care. I mean, yeah, there's people in the world who would think that was off the rails, but oh well. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> That's let them right. think That's that. Right. Let them miss the conversations that are happening around them, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but we can't let it sabotage our own deep experiences with all those amazing mm-hmm. beings on this planet. We just can't let those other voices get in there and get in the way of this incredible life of conversation with all of the the beings around us. Oh, yes. Oh, I so agree with you. Oh, that was so beautifully said. I love that. Because, yes, I I hug a tree and I'll I'll talk to the trees and they'll say thank you and I, I thank them for the beauty that they offer in the spring with all their greenness and all the shade they provide and then in the winter for windbreaks. I'm like... And they thank you. They appreciate being, they appreciate gratitude back to them, just like humans appreciate the gratitude. So that is so beautiful. I love that. Well, Deb, you and I are definitely going to have to do a part two to this because we have just barely touched on just a few items that I know are, I keep more and more ideas coming to my mind, and I know you have so much more to share about this. I would love to continue another show on the interspecies communication because there is so much to talk about on this. This has just been fantastic. <laughs> oh, I would love it. I actually just looked at my, my clock and I thought, oh, my gosh, we're almost done. So, yeah, I think part two is definitely in order here. <laughs> that was so bad. I do, too. <laughs> definitely. Well, Deb, before we do close, would you please share with our listeners the best ways to connect with you when they hear this show and go, I want to connect with Deb Matlock. What are the best ways to connect with you? Yes, I would love to connect with folks. My website is wild-rhythms.com, and that's R-H-Y-T-H-M-S. And from there, people can find about um, classes I'm teaching, retreats I'm offering. There's also um, at the bottom of each page is a newsletter sign-up. And I would just welcome anybody here to join in on that community. And I send, you know, Two to two to six emails a month with blogs and podcasts and articles and upcoming offerings and I'm always happy to connect with people. This is a 
all of these topics are very passionate to me, but the interspecies communication one is so close to my heart, and <laughs> it really is a lovely conversation, and I'm very happy to continue chatting with folks. Oh, oh, thank you, Deb. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge about this, because this, this was just incredible, and I am looking so forward to when we do part two on this, because there's so much more to talk about. So I want to wish you and all your animals and nature and everything around you a very magical, magical day. Likewise. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you are so welcome, Deb. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible show with Deb Matlock and be sure and share it with all your family and friends check out all the other hosts on check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com and remember we all have the ability to communicate with the inner species with all of it around us just find your own way that is the best way for you to communicate with the animals, with nature, with Mother Earth, with everything around you, and it will be a beautiful experience. Just live in that present moment and observe what's around you. And have an absolutely magical day. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.